Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in the last few years, I have built a wildly successful seven-figure business selling courses and digital products. If you're looking to create, launch, and scale a flagship digital course, or maybe you already have an online course and you want me to spill my secrets, this is the podcast for you. I believe with Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way, anything is possible. Let's do this. Want to know more about Launchpad, which is my 12-month high-touch group coaching program where I teach you how to create, launch, and scale your flagship online course? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad now, and I'll give you access to a free training where I break down the entire strategy for a profitable, sustainable online course business, and you'll learn all about the program as well. That's steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad. Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of the podcast, which is a little bit of a move away from the theme of the last few podcast episodes. Uh, If you have been listening over the last few kind of episodes and a couple of weeks, we've really been diving deep into how to generate more leads and sales and uh, we've been creating a lot of content as well. So you would have seen a lot of content out on our socials and we had, you know, five episodes in a week on the podcast. And so uh, it might seem a little bit interesting uh, that the topic of today's podcast episode is six real talk reasons that I stopped posting on social media. You might be thinking, Stevie, you are posting on social media more than ever. <laughs> Uh, But to give you some context, uh, this 
episode uh, was, and uh, really the last kind of little while of episodes kind of came after I got my mojo back. So I really over the last 18 months have found myself in a situation where um, I have lost my mo- I lost my mojo a couple of different times with content creation. And I think it's always nice to share that because I think you can have so much weight and expectation placed on you to do things perfectly and to be consistent and, you know, uh, simultaneously do all of the things right. And sometimes it's not always reasonable with where you are, you know, where you're at with your life circumstances and, and wow, I've had a lot going on you know, behind the scenes, which probably aren't right, you know, to talk about on today's podcast episode, but, you know, life, 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 um, has really, uh, you know, obviously I've got my beautiful little baby girl, um, but there's been a lot of other things going on behind the scenes. Um, and I also have, uh, my own kind of business reasons for not, posting and not being, you know, showing up as much, you know, you hear the Instagram rhetoric that you got to show up, you got to be visible and blah, 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 blah. Um, but sometimes like the honest truth is that it can feel really hard and heavy. And I think, uh, it can be okay to acknowledge that as well. So what I wanted to cover in today's episode, uh, is six reasons that I stopped posting on social media and also really stopped with podcast episodes as well. Side note, I am like, loving podcasting and social media at the moment. So I've definitely got my mojo back, (laughs) Um, but there's been some, some long stints. And so I thought I would share them in case uh, there's some that you can resonate with. I'm also in uh, next week's episode, I'm going to go through, I just decided, all right, it's time to get back on the bandwagon, Stevie. (laughs) And Uh, I really committed to a process that was going to work for me for consistent content generation as a small, you know, woman band. Um, And I'm going to share that with you next week. So uh, if you're kind of resonating with some of the the topic, uh, subject matter of today's episode, uh, definitely check out next week's episode as well, because uh, I'll go through, uh, if you're feeling that way, how to get back on the horse and how to do it in a way that feels efficient and not like you're on the constant constant hamster wheel. (laughs) So the first reason, so the first reason that I stopped showing up on social and and with core content and things like that was to be completely honest, content creation fatigue. Now that wasn't so much related to uh, the content that I was producing externally. You're probably like, well, where was the fatigue, Stevie? Because you've been radio silent. Uh, It was the fact that whilst I have been radio silent on the outside of the business, on the inside of the business, since I launched Launchpad 18 months ago, I have really dedicated all of my brain power to making that program epic. And so uh, it literally has everything in there that you could possibly need to create, launch, scale a flagship digital course. So, you know, you know, webinar templates, email templates, social media templates, um, a curriculum, like a, you know, a six part curriculum. It's got um, like it is ridiculous, the value that is in that program. And so 
it it goes to like it's pretty obvious that that takes a lot of brain power right and so i even got to the point where you know you get to this magical place with digital courses and programs where you do a lot of the upfront work, right? So you create the curriculum, you create uh, the selling system, et cetera, and then you don't have to do any of that anymore. And so I've been at that point a couple of times in my business. And uh, I, with Launchpad, <laughs> was very much in the weeds of creating because it's not just, it's not like it's a flagship course in and of itself. It really is an experience where regardless of whether you're coming in as like a completely new course creator or you're coming in as an advanced course creator, there's like roadmaps for you. And so it's not like everyone goes through all of the same content, but I've had to create content for every roadmap. And so it is on another level to, for example, when I created my podcasting course or my socials at sell course, it's just a completely different level of thing. And so I found, um, and, and the other thing actually with Launchpad as well is that we went through a whole optimization process where we took every single question that was coming through, um, that our clients were asking and because it's such a high touch program. We can see where people are getting stuck and we went through and optimized the entire program based on that as well. So it's almost like it was two different iterations of it, right? Um, And I'm so proud of it now. So like, is it all worth it? Yes, it is. But going back to what, what I was about to say before, I actually got to the point where I was like, oh, I need to hire. I need to hire more people because I don't have enough time. And I was tracking my time (laughs) and this is why it's so powerful to do that. Like I have everything inside of my ClickUp and you can really easily track time in there. So whenever I open up a task, I turn on my time tracking. Um, Everyone in my team does that as well. So I can actually see where all of our time and resources are going and I can see where the gaps are or if we need to, you know, move things around. But what I actually realized is, I was spending 70% of my days on curriculum creation. So I was like spending most of my week on that. And like, is that a finite thing? Yeah, it is in, in the sense that it's not that level of work forever, right? Um, are you always optimizing and updating? Yes, you are. But I also realized, okay, well, maybe I don't need to hire. Maybe I just need to wait until this big content creation project is over (laughs) so that I have more time in my day, um, which, you know, I've kind of gotten to the point that I do pretty much as of now, which is why I'm like creating content again. And I'm feeling really excited about the front front end content. Right. Um, And one thing I think is really salient to take away here is, and this actually, so a friend of mine, Louise, Henry put up on her Instagram stories the other day, this exact concept. So it's not mine, but she was talking about the seasons of business and she was talking about how, you know, like it will ebb and flow. And especially if you have a business model where, you know, you have the marketing side and you have the delivery side, it's very natural that you're going to spend more focus on one or the other at different stages and seasons of your business. So you'll be really deep in the delivery side, which I have been And then that kind of gets to the point where you're like, yes, I feel really proud of that. But then the other side has fallen down. You've got to like go over to the other side and you've got to fix that up. Right. And so that's kind of where I got to. And so, 
Um, even though I've been really quiet on the social media and podcasting and, and that side of things, I had content and curriculate, <laughs> curriculation, curriculum creation fatigue from creating so much content um, on the inside of the program. And so that has really um, been one of the reasons that I've been so quiet. So the second real talk reason is that I feel like at the moment I'm stuck in a bit of a branding limbo. So little sneak peek, I have some really big plans for um, a rebrand, which is coming up, uh, which is so exciting. And I have kind of been moving away from the Stevie Says Social brand of, you know, I've, I've been in business for four years now. I was so proud of that name when it first, you know, came into my mind. But the mission and the vision and the future of the business is starting to shift in my mind and to completely align everything um, and make it all really consistent with the vision that I have. It doesn't fit with what we currently have branding wise. And so I've felt like I've been stuck in a little bit of a limbo, right? I'm not really connected with my current branding. It feels out of alignment and messy. So I've kind of started to make changes. I was actually going to change the podcast artwork and, and podcast branding a little while ago. And I was like, look, I need to stop making these little ad hoc changes. And I need to go all in on what the big mission and vision of the business is going to be moving forward. And so I have that. It's like I'm almost living in the future. Like I know what that is in my mind. Like I can see it all and it is freaking exciting, let me tell you. Um, and I think like one thing I've noticed is there is definitely a like a, a, a situation where um, where you know, similar things start to get created when you create something that's successful. And um, and it's just so interesting because in my mind, I'm like, God, I like the vision and mission that I have for this business is just going to accelerate us forward again. And it's it's really exciting. But going back to the the social and content, it's really hard when you feel like you've got this vision and mission for, you know, your brand and, and all of that sort of thing, but you're still living in the present. And so you've still got these templates and, you know, this hot pink and all of this sort of thing. And it's just like paralyzed me a little bit. Um, what I did realize though, is that I just need to make do with what I have and don't let that hold me back. And, you know, I tell my clients this inside of Launchpad. So I'm taking a big dose of my own medicine there because actually getting this stuff out there is so much more important than it being perfect, right? I never worried about that stuff in the early days. I just used to create content and I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll just get it out there. And you know, it's not perfect. And then things kind of switched at, you know, some stage where I was like, oh, it needs to be this like big thing and it needs to connect with my higher vision and, and like all of that sort of thing will come for me. So I feel really confident of that. I'm really excited for it. And also I can't let that paralyze me from what I'm doing now, right? Um, number three, and I actually think that other people will identify with this. And I thought about whether I was going to say it or not, but look, I'm just going to say it. Um, is it, I didn't really like how I looked. <laughs> so I know this sounds really vacuous, right? Um, but I, I think others sometimes feel the same and it's really true. So 
Um, I obviously have been pregnant for the last, you know, nine months and I definitely don't feel like one of those like beautifully pregnant glowing women. And thank you for anyone that gives me the beautiful compliments. You know, you know, I, I can honestly say that and it's not like it's holding me back or anything, but I just haven't felt like that. You know, my skin has this thing where it, you know, completely breaks out and it's really red and angry most of the time. Um, it hurt, like it's actually like so angry it hurts. So it's like a physical feeling as well. Um, you know, I've felt really puffy. I've felt really uncomfortable. I haven't felt like, like a level of comfort in my own skin. And, you know, that's just really manifested in a genuine feeling of not looking and feeling like myself. Like I literally look in the mirror and I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like this is just my perception. Like I look in the mirror and I don't feel like myself. Right. And so in complete honesty, it didn't really make the you know idea of jumping on video every day all that appealing, if I'm completely honest. <laughs> um, like I get the rhetoric around showing up here anyway and, and doing all of the things, but I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. And so I didn't. Um, and I knew that wasn't going to be forever. And, you know, it's, I remember feeling like this with, with my first as well, with my little boy, Jimmy. And I think a lot of it's hormonal as well, because it's definitely not just the way I've looked. I think I've had crazy emotions, um, in terms of, you know, um, feeling up and down and like all of the things. So I think it's just pregnancy in general that can be a bit of a wild ride, but that's one of the reasons. Um, the next reason is that I got, and I still am, so I'm still grappling with this, right? Like the echo chamber of Instagram. So am I doing things like reels? Yes, I am. Like I, I, I'm not a, like, how do I explain this? I feel like there is a lot of like regurgitated surface level garbage online and I was just like, I felt like I was getting dumber by scrolling sometimes. And like, this is just a very broad, like, is there intelligent, articulate, uh, articulate content online? Of course there is, right? Um, but I also probably got in my own mind about it. And then like, when you see it, you see more of it. And then you just become this negative Nancy. Um, but I just kind of got into this thing, especially with reels and I'm not against, like I said, I'm not against reels. Um, and I'm not like poking fun of it or anything, but you know, like the whole concept with reels of like trending audio. And so like, there's these like trends that come around and everyone gives their own interpretation to it. And, you know, one way of thinking is like, oh, everyone's got their own original interpretation of it. And then the other way of thinking is, well, why is there 20,000 like, videos of the exact same audio? Um, and, you know, and like you go on and you're looking for reels and you're looking for how other people are doing it so that you can easily like replicate it. And like, I do that too. Like, is it good for reach? Yeah. But I just like, didn't really want to contribute to it. And I actually have a post coming out on Instagram. So definitely go and follow my account, Stevie Says Social, around like, how I miss like intelligent conversation and content. I like started my business um, writing these like big epic 2000 word blog posts on the weekends. Um, and you, you know, like that's what I did for fun. Like all of my friends were going out and I was doing that. Um, but I loved it. And I love intelligent, I, like I love, I actually love long form blog content. Like I actually think, this is my prediction that that's that, that that sort of content is going to make 
a comeback. Um, and that just lights me up because um, I love it. I also, I got jaded by the whole like Instagram engagement thing where you've got to like engage back to comments with like, thank you so much. And like, you know, it's so surface level. It's like, I'd rather put my phone down and, and talk to my little boy um, than that sort of like engagement so that you can lift your post up and I don't know. So like I said, it's like this negative Nancy spiral and you probably like see me like seriously chill out. Um, but I can also recognize it within myself, but I just, you know, I just decided I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to contribute to it. Um, and so I just stopped. And I think like when you stop that momentum, it makes it so much harder to pick it back up again, because what I'm finding now that I'm creating content is that the momentum of creating content is making me excited to create more content. And so it's like one of those habit things, like you've just got to force yourself to start and it's like the wheels start turning and then they go into motion and then you start to get into the, the, like the, um, the rhythm of it, I guess. Uh, but I stopped, like the wheels stopped and it was really hard for me to kind of get back on the bandwagon. Uh, and then the final reason is that I, like, I didn't need to, and I know that this is a huge luxury and I don't think it's something that I could have done forever, but for four years, I had stayed consistent. I had podcast episodes coming out, you know, all the time. I had regular social media content. I was nurturing my email list. I was doing all of those things and I I'd built up enough like visibility that I could actually coast for a while. And I'm not saying that everyone has this luxury. And I think like, especially if you're kind of like, oh, well, Stevie's stopping. I'm just going to stop. I don't think I could have done that two years ago. <laughs> like, I think like there needs to be a stage where you do need to like listen to the advice, like be consistent, do all of the things, because that's going to build up your thought leadership and that's going to build up your visibility. And if people don't know that you're existing and they don't, um, you know, trust in your thought leadership yet, then I don't think you could do that. But I, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to give myself the grace to step back. And I do feel like I do have, I've built up enough runway for me to do that for a little while. And so I feel really grateful for that. Thank you to past Stevie for looking after future Stevie. <laughs> uh, so let me know if any of those kind of resonated with you. Like I said, next week, I'm going to flip the script a little bit and I'll talk to you about uh, how to actually productively create content, um, especially if you're like a one man, one woman band, right? Um, how to do that in a way that doesn't feel like you're burning out. But I do feel like there's a lot to be said for like getting on the or getting on the horse and just starting again. Um, and I can only say that with the context of, of the impact that that has had for me. Uh, but if there's anything that resonated, I'll just go through those points again. Number one, I had curriculum fatigue, <laughs> curriculum creation fatigue. Number two, I felt like I was stuck in branding limbo. Number three, I actually haven't talked about this one. I missed this one. Um, suffering from per perfection paralysis. <laughs> uh, I skipped this one when I was looking at my notes. So let me just cover that one quickly. Perfection paralysis, like I always say that I'm a recovering perfectionist, but honestly, it has always been there hovering over my shoulder. And, you know, I would be like, okay, I'm going to create a social media post. And then like, I would go on to like creative market and try and find a beautiful template and all this crap 
to make it perfect. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? It was just like holding me back, right? And so, you know, I have to constantly kick that gremlin to the curb because it is my big thing. Like perfection paralysis is my big thing. Um, So kicking that to the curb. The next one is I didn't like the way I looked, um, which is honest but true. Uh, I got tired of the echo chamber uh, and I didn't feel like I needed to and I decided to give myself the grace. So let me know, tag me on Instagram if you resonated with any of these and I will shout you out and thank you uh, at Stevie Says Social um, or send me a DM. Let me know if you resonated with any of these as well uh, and keep an eye out for next week's episode because... If you did resonate with any of these, I'm going to, like I said, be covering how to productively create content, even if you're struggling, and especially if you're like a one-man band or a one-woman band, um, so that you can get back back on the horse. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you then. I wanted to pop in before today's episode ends to let you know that applications are open for Launchpad. Launchpad is our 12-month high-level high touch group coaching program where we help current and aspiring digital course creators to create, launch and scale their flagship course or program. If you head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash launchpad, fill out two questions plus your contact details. We will get our eyes on your application. And if we think we can help you inside of the program, we will send you the breakdown of our entire methodology. We don't give this IP away for free, but we're giving it to you for applying for Launchpad. Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash Launchpad. Even if you're a little bit curious, we would love to see your application. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time.